What's happening, everybody, and welcome to this another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, how you doing tonight, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Aye, all good, man. All good. All good. It seems uh, nice to actually talk about, you know, Rangers sort of doing well for a change. I think the last couple we've been doing, it's been obviously, you know, the Beal situation, but now it seems like we're definitely, it feels like sort of we've got a, a manager in place who sort of knows what he's doing and putting a lot, of, implementing a lot of changes into the team, which is well needed. And I think it shows you just how much yeah much of a mess we were in under the previous manager, doesn't it? Aye, aye, I think we're in, it certainly feels like we've got a a real manager now, I, I would say. Um, I think the, the sort of calibre we, we would expect, it's not exactly the same, but it's got a bit of a feel for when like Walter came in after Paul Le Guin, you know, where it, it had been a, a horror show and you couldn't really see any way out and then Walter came in and steadied the ship and, and, yeah. and got his got his instant credibility back in that. It's got a similar sort of feel to the to the flow. I think uh, Bill had us in a bad spot and, you know, I don't think we're anywhere near fully out of those woods yet by any means uh, after three weeks or whatever. But certainly with Clement at the helm, it, it seems like we're in a, a much better place uh, and hopefully strong foundations to, to build on going forward, eh? Yeah, you're definitely hitting the nail on the head there when you say, you know, like we're in a, we're in a much better place and you can even see that with you know, the interviews that the players are doing, you know, I've seen one from Lundstrom yesterday that mm-hmm. sort of says, you know, how, you know, the team's in a much better place. Everybody's sort of feeling more happier under this manager, you know, in the current sort of stuff. So it's quite, it's quite telling that, isn't it? When, you know, guys like him, who was one of the, you know, who was one of Bill's sort of main men in there is, you know, sort of telling you about that. It's, it's pretty, it is, it is pretty, it's pretty interesting to read that. But other than that, mate, other than Rangers, how's, how's things been? I know we sort of jumped a gun there a wee bit, but how's things been, mate? You doing well? Yeah, I... Uh, not, not too bad, mate. Um, all, all go, mostly decent. Um, so, I not too bad. How about you? Yeah, good, man, good. Yeah, yeah, just fighting the good fight of being a dad to two to young girls, which is... Which is lucky I'm bald because I would the hair would be getting pulled out. Um, but I, it's all it's all good, mate. Um, all good, mate. So I let's um, let's crack on with with everything. So so last time we we, we spoke, we it was just after the um, the Prague game, and then since then we've had we've, we've had three games since then. You know we've had um, Hearts at home in the league, Dundee away, and then the the, the the semi-final which happened yesterday. So we're going to have a, a chat about then. So let's just start with the the Hearts game. Um like Sunday, you know, but last Sunday, um against Hearts, which was shaping up to be a rather horrible day. Um after Hearts scoring after what about five minutes, Shanklin um sort of proving his he's worth there. I thought he was just, just on a just just on him, um sort of just before we sort of do anything. I thought he was he was actually really good for Hearts that 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 day, um, um, and there he got the goal, and then obviously, in the ninetieth, Tab missed the penalty in the first half, and then all hell breaks loose after ninety minutes, basically. But uh, it was um, it was a, it was it was some day, you know, you sort of forget that, you know, just the 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 scoreboard will go down as two one, but just how much a roller coaster emotions it was that day, um. 
as well. So I'll, I'll run through the team, the team first of all, Keith, and then we can sort of um, we can sort of have a chat about um, you know about it and what you know just about the day as well. So the team lined up with Butland and the goals. It was Tav, Goldson, Davis, and Yelmaz, um, and there and then midfield of Lundstrom and Raskin, Lammers, Cantwell, and Simmer were sort of the attackers. I mean, Dessers up top as well. Um, so Keith, like, like like I said, Hearts got the Hearts got the early goal, not the best start um, to the game to say the least. But what did you make a what did you make of a team in the way that we lined up? Obviously, we had. You know, guys like Danilo on the bench and stuff like just coming back from injury, I think, um, as well, from understanding that Cantwell, who was actually pretty pretty good that day, he only got 60 minutes because he's just coming back from an injury and I think that was always the plan. Um, but what did you make of the, what did you make of the day, the team, everything about it, Keith? Yeah, I think um, you, you touch on an interesting point. First of all, I think um, we, we don't know you know, a bit about the players' fitness levels and all that sort of stuff. But certainly Clement is, you know, he, he seems to to have a bit of a a bit of an issue with with the, with the players' fitness, shall we say? And you look at guys like uh, Cantwell and Danilo and, and and all these sorts of guys. Um, you know, maybe to a lesser extent, you know, Tom Lawrence or or, or Bonner or whatever. Some guys that have been out recently, and he seems to really stick to the. You know, like right, I'm going to give you half an hour. I'm going to give you an hour. I'm going to give you 45. He, he seems to really be taking it seriously and bleeding these guys back in. You know, like I mean, you think about Danilo and previous managers would have. You maybe give him a, a half or a, an hour or half an hour one game. Then the next game he's in. You know, but he's he's not been like that. He's repeatedly yeah. said, "No, nah, we need to build them up. No, nah, we need to build them up." And about everybody. So I don't know if that's a. A base level of fitness isn't there, or or whatever, or maybe these guys just the injuries are carrying. We, we don't know the ins and outs, but um, the, the the management minute management has been quite quite interesting to watch. Actually, um, he's taking it very very seriously, and he did say early on he gets right into that detail when he seems to seems to be bearing that out. But the, the team on the day, I think, was relatively as expected. Um, can't well being kind of shifted out. On the right wing, I, I don't think works for him. I don't think we get the best out of him in there. Um, mm. I, I think it's it's it's, it's maybe a, a wee bit mad um, that he seems to be. And we'll talk about the next couple of games, but alternating out there between Cantwell and Scott Wright, and leaving Lammers as a ten. I would much rather just put Cantwell in the middle. It seems yeah. an obvious solution to not really much of a problem to me, to be honest. But he seems to be sticking with Lammers. I don't know if. He needs a confidence, and he's just saying, "Look, mate, I back you. I believe in you to try and build his confidence." That that that's an all-in gamble, but because how how do you then drop him at the team without sending the message that I no longer believe in you? Um, and then he's whatever confidence you've built up is shot to shit. So it's either that or just sticking with him because injuries. I don't I don't know. Time will tell if we can get Tom Lawrence back and, and stuff like that. But we do have options out right. We could go for Scott Wright. We could go for Ross uh, Ross McCausland. Guys that. I would rather give a chance to and move Cantwell in one and drop Lammers. So that, that would probably have been my only thing seeing the team. But on the day, I thought, I like to say, um, Shanklin played well. He exploited the lack of height in Yilmaz for the goal. He had a really good day off of Ben Davis, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll, we'll touch on the, the, the next Hearts game uh, soon. But I think uh, he, he was causing his problems. The first half, let's be honest, first half was Bielesk. We were dog meat. 
we were we looked like we've got no confidence. We looked um, lethargic. It was dead slow, and maybe it was the you know the hangover from Prague and European midweek. But that is no excuse. Again, we can see early, and, and maybe that was a factor and, and sucked the confidence. But we were going long too early, and it just it had it had the first half for me was was pretty poor, the worst under Clement, and it was very much a, a Beal half, and I think the crowd let the let the players know there was a bit of booing at half-time, and I, I think that was totally fair. To be honest, we were probably we were probably lucky. It was only 1-0. Hearts had some decent decent play. They probably didn't create like a clear-cut open chance, and you think that should be two there, but they had a few dangerous moments where if they do a wee bit better with a final ball, we couldn't have argued if we were more than one down. I didn't think at half-time. Yeah, during the game there was a lot of slack passes, you know, particularly Aye. that first half between from both teams. Um, no more so than 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 Rangers. I thought that you know it was probably one of Tav's worst games that I've seen him in a long time. Obviously, bails us out massively um, at the end, but that's what he does. You know, it's it's brilliant that we've got someone like that who is a overall as a right back. But I thought in the first half, particularly, you know, he was trying to pass it. It was just too much. I thought that. Um, we were just trying to be too clever and try to make those balls rather than playing the easy ball, you know, or try to get it out wide or, you know, try to pass through the middle. We were trying to do these wee sort of intricate passes. It just wasn't working. Um, I thought that, you know, Lammers and Dessers, I know I think, I think we've spoken with them to death and I, I have, we have, but they two were just so ineffective to de- that day and it showed you that when Dessers got substituted at half time and they brought Danilo and there was a cheer and then when Lammers got taken off again, there was a there was a bit of a there was a bit of a you know not a cheer but just like a about time sort of thing. No, you know, there like was. You're to, yeah, you're trying to stick by them and you're just like, come on, like sometimes sometimes the shirt's just you know too big or doesn't you know doesn't doesn't you know too big for some players. And it looks like these two guys might fall under that. There's a number of players who haven't who have failed at Rangers who are very very good players. They just can't cope with either the pressure. Or you know the way that we play, or the expectation on them, the fast pace of the Scottish football, everything like that. And you know, it, you know, I think it's been long enough now, Keith. You know, these guys have been playing for. These guys have probably had what between fifteen and twenty games under their belt now um, for us, and it's just I still don't think it's working. Even after you know the last couple of games that have improved a bit, but um, for me, it seems like in there you can see the difference even in the second half with. Danilo up top, you know, the sort of, just the way he was running about the team, you know, sort of linking up play, you know, something that Dessers doesn't offer, does he at all? No, I think, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about, you know, these guys over the, over the three-game period, but in essence, I know I agree, I think we've seen enough of them. Um, I think they'll, they'll both be on 20-plus appearances, I would imagine, um, across all competitions. OK, some of it off the bench, but Lammers has got 21 appearances for, for Rangers this season. So that's that's pretty good going, you know? Like, that's that's yeah. a decent sample size. Um, you know, I got that's probably more than Tom Lawrence has had in his whole Rangers career. Do you know what yeah, I mean? But anyway, yeah, let's talk about that one. Um, <laughs> but, so, yeah, we've seen enough of these boys. I think... To, I found it found it quite striking on that on this this game we're talking about that as soon as I don't know if it was a tactical change or no Dessers, maybe there's a Lammers and Dessers, you know, kinda um a double act thing where they're connected. But I noticed when, when Dessers hasn't been on in these two and a half games that we're talking about, 
Lammers has been, I don't want to say better, because that's maybe not the case, but he's been more involved. It was almost like, you know, the, I, I don't know if, the, like I said, there's a double act and Dessler's been on, weighs on him a wee bit or something. It might just be a tactical change that happened at half-time in that game and then Dessler hasn't started the next two, but I feel like it was a marked difference in, in Lammers getting involved, I mean, still giving the ball away a lot and not necessarily being effective. Well, definitely not being effective. Um, apart from Dundee for five minutes that we'll talk about, but um, there was a wee difference in them though when 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 Dessers went off. So we'll see. But I think both have had enough time and enough appearances to do something, and they hadn't really. Yeah, I think you know that I said we'll maybe talk about that in a bit later on. But one of the other things that also happened during this game as well was the injury to Nico Raskin, which looks like he's going to be out for a. A couple of weeks now, but it looked fairly, you know, it didn't look like there was no one around him, fairly innocuous, he went, he hit the, he went and struck the ball, and it hit the side netting, and then the next thing he's down, and, you know, he's getting stretched off, and it looks like he's going to be out for a, for a good few weeks now, you know, the good thing I like about Clermont as well is, Keith, one of the things is, he's not, he's not over-promising, like Beal done, saying, oh, he's out for, you know, he's he, he, or Geo done, you know, particularly with the Lauren stuff as well. He's out for two weeks and then you don't see him again the rest of the season. Um, Clement's obviously been very clever with the media and I like how he's, how he's, how he's conducted his business. He's like, Nico will be out for as long as he's out for him, we'll tell you when. But that was a blow to lose him because he was, you know, he sort of, he scored the goal against Tibbs, which was a great goal. And, you know, he's someone in there that we, we need just for numbers more than anything because, you know, I mean, obviously we do have a couple of midfielders coming back and Kiswentes and Dill and we've got Jack in there. We've got Jack and Lundstrom who who have played all right the last couple of games together um, as well. But it's just a blow to lose someone like Raskin, isn't it? It is. And I suppose that, you know, the Raskin conundrum, if you will, is interesting because <clears throat> I think it, it touches to a wider squad issue for me, especially if we're going to go with a, a 4-2-3-1 and that two being two proper sitting sixes, which Lindstrom and Jack have, have been offering. Apart from, I don't know, Stephen Davis, if he can get fit, and young Bailey Rice, if you're going to give him a game. Um, we don't really have any other out-and-out sixes, you know. We, I've said on this before, I, I think Raskin is more of an eight. Cantwell certainly isn't a six. Sifuentes, I don't think, is a six. He's more a, an eight to a ten. Um, you know, Dow is is typically certainly in his career he's been a he's been a ten sort of player. Um, you know, like we, we don't have a lot of sixes. If you're going to try to play two, you you know, you're Raskin or Sifuentes and hoping they'll do a job, or your your Jack and Lundstrom. So I think yeah. it'll be interesting. It certainly it, it would suggest if that's what we're going to do, the squad's going to need a, a wee bit of surgery. You know, sooner rather than later, it's going to need that anyway. But it's either that or he's going to need to. You know, it's going to take a bit of coaching to turn Sifuentes or Raskin or somebody into that six because Raskin, people will say when he plays in six, he's a ball way too much because he's trying. You know what I mean? He's he's, he's taking a touch and he's trying to play a, a forward pass, pass. He's trying to split lines. He's taking gambles that Jack and Lundstrom won't. They'll go side to side and retain the ball that people like. I would yeah. prefer a Raskin. I'd prefer a six and an eight in there. But it's not what I prefer or you prefer. It's, it's what the manager wants, you know. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Sifuentes. Now he's back. Does he put him in? And then it doesn't work out because he's getting the ball way more than, than a Jack will. But he's trying and we'll maybe get some rewards with it. But we'll also cause some danger our own side. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah, it definitely will be. And then 
obviously during the game, Keith as well, you know, Tav missed the penalty in the, just before half time hitting the post, which was was unlucky, but you know, that's just a luck of the draw. But fair play to him to have the cojones again to sort of step up and hit that one in the ninetieth minute. That took balls, I think, particularly after missing it and the pressure that was on um as well, you know, because obviously Celtic dropped points the day before that to Hibs, Easter Road, and we're like, how typical is this that they, they drop points and then they're going to drop even more points? I know. But fair play to them for stepping up and hitting the penalty, you know, in the 90 plus minute. And then we had the, the clock go up for the eight or nine minutes, I think it was nine minutes. Nine. Maybe, uh, nine, nine. nine minutes extra time, and then ball goes from goals into Tav. Tav runs up a wee bit, puts in a delightful ball in. And then there's the main man, Danilo, to, you know, header into the back of the net. Um, what a way to end the game. But like I say, first of all, just sort of, you know, on Tav, I think it's, I think it took massive balls for him to step up and do that. You know, sort of showing that he is one of the leaders of the group to step up. And I know I know, always have had, a, you know, a, a negatives about Tav and stuff like that, but I thought that took balls, Keith, to do that. I, I, I think... One of the, I mean, yeah, we can we can talk to have, to have negatives, and I don't think my view on those has has particularly changed much. But one thing you can we've never threw against him, or you never can, is that he he shies away. He doesn't right. He's always there. He's always trying to lead by example. He's always taking responsibility. We said he, he does that to the point of getting criticism because he needs to take every throw and he needs to take every free kick. He needs to. He's not shy and and taking a bit of responsibility, which is a good thing. Or it can be a good thing. It can also overpower, and I just mentioned there. But I think in general, you know, he he doesn't shy away. He he has provided a lot of big moments and a lot of big games for us over the years consistently. You know, he he's been the main man against Celtic in European games and in cup games like like what we're going to come on to talk about in this game where it, it really mattered. Now, me personally, I I would always prefer to take a, to to send up a different taker because. You know, there's there's less mental baggage. You know, it's do, do I go the same way and, and prove the goalie that I can do it? And I think that's the way the goalie went. I think he he dived as if Tab was going to go the same way, um, if I remember right. But he yeah. didn't. He went down the middle and high, and then obviously get get a penalty just yesterday at the weekend, and the goalie stood there thinking he's going to go high again down the middle. So you know, there's there's all those mind games that I think if you just send up somebody else, that's less risky. But Fair play to Tav, you know, he, he still wanted to take it and he scores. So any any penalty you score is a good penalty, in my opinion. Yeah. So fair play to him. He does he does you know he does he does have the balls. He he's proven that as an individual for sure. Um still not a perfect Rangers captain, which has always been my beef. But as an individual player and for providing big moments, he's he's been an absolute machine for us for season upon season, you know, and these numbers bear that out. Yeah, definitely. And then, like I said, he put in a he put in the ball for the yep. for the Danilo goal as well, which just sent Ibrooks into rupture. Done it. It was just an unreal noise, um, which is something that I've not <coughs> excuse me, something that I've not heard Ibrooks other than like a European night or an old forum day for a long time. That noise I get in that second goal in there, it was something. It was something pretty special, and it was also you know for fair play to all the people who stayed behind until the. You know the ninety, you know stayed stayed on after the ninety minutes when we were getting beat. Um, you know I think a lot of people were maybe staying on to voice their opinion to the players, not the manager, um, but probably still voice their opinion to the players if we got beat that day. Um, but I, we ended up they ended up turning around on us and getting the result and getting the three points, which was massive. It must have built up their confidence really, 
you know, massively in terms of being able to keep fighting and keep going and getting and getting the result. I know, like you say, there's, there's nothing better than a last-minute winner. I remember it was a fair few years ago now, but getting a last-minute, I think Kenny Miller scored a last-minute winner against Partick Thistle or something stupid. Any place goes wild, you know, because you're, you're one nil, uh, one each and it's it's 90-minute odds and you're like, oh, we just need a goal, you just need a goal. And when you get it, it, it you know, it's, it, is, it, is a, it is a great feeling. Especially, like you say, I mean, I remember looking about, sitting there about another 70 minutes in or something like that, and the guy beside me says to me, you know, the problem is, this is a team of unlikable bastards. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, they've dropped points and then we're just going to go. We've conceded a late goal. We've went flat and shit and we're just going to throw it away and we're going to end up a point further back. Um, just like this group. And I'm like, he's right, actually. See, when you think about that, like, we could end up further behind when they've dropped points. That's criminal. Yep. Um, so that, that starts to be your worry. But I think as soon as we scored, though, the penalty, as soon as, as Tav scores that, you see nine minutes, that, that gets another cheer because there's like a big cheer for the goal. Then it's like, uh, the goal scorer, James Tavernier, place goes wild again. And then nine minutes comes up and there's another cheer and you just knew there was a second goal. You knew we were scoring again. You could just feel it. There was just an energy in the stadium where everybody's gone nuts and everybody's like, we're doing this. And then, yeah. like you say, it's two minutes later, is it even as much as that? And bing, bang, bosh, jobs are good. Yeah, I think as well, the substitutions that he made was sort of pretty telling. Um, at the times that he'd done them, you know, like when you see like bringing on, taking Lammers off, bringing on young McCausley, I think it was maybe, was it, Mc, it was Wright that came on for Cantwell, wasn't it? McCausley that came on for Lammers and then Danilo that came on for Bessels, whereas they were sort of tiring. I think Hearts, the back line particularly, were, were tiring and then we just sort of showed that goal which put us into a, a really good stead and it built, I think it built the confidence massively within the, within the team and within the fans as well, Keith, leading on to a a diff, which which looked like a difficult game um, going to Dens Park. It's never nice, you know, going away from home during the week. But um, as well, that was a that was a that was another one. But it was a good way to go, and you know, you know, particularly beating Hearts, and then we've got them, you know, the Sunday later. And it's always nice to get one over. And Naismith, who is one of the guys I hate in Scottish foot, hate football more than anything. Um, so it was always nice to get one over on him um, as well. But the Dundee game, mate, do you want to have a chat about that before we? You know, sort of move on. To, we'll move on to the next one now. I, I, I think. Um, I, I mean, very, very briefly on the old uh, Naismith. I think you know we'll touch on it in last yesterday's game. He had some uh, interesting comments. Comments after it, you know, where he, he was clearly better. Basically, was is all you need to know. But um, and, and that that's a theme. So, like you say, good, good to see him get. Yeah, yeah somebody pissing on these chips. Uh, Dundee, I go for it. What, what was the team in Dundee? You want to talk us through that? And then we'll, we'll yeah. the game. Yeah, so a couple of changes to the team. Um, so the team went lined up with Butland in the goals, Tavernier Golson, Leon Balligan returning out of the blue, out of nowhere. He, he started centre half. Uh, Redvan kept his place in there. And then we had Jack replacing um, Raskin in the, um, in the middle of the park alongside Winstrom. Um, Scott Wright replacing Cantwell, and then we had Lammers and Simmer with Danilo up top replacing uh, Dessers. So, in terms of the key, team, Keith, me personally, I was I was quite I was quite happy with that team. I was surprised to see um, Cantwell drop out, but I understand obviously he's just coming back from an injury. I was delighted to see Dessers sitting on the bench and Danilo getting a start because it just shows that he's sort of coming back now to full fitness. Um, Scott Wright, who sort of done done well in his wee cameo against Hearts. 
um, sort of, you know, getting his, getting his place in there, I was all right with. But um, obviously injury occurred during the week. You know, we had Suter, who was on the bench for the, the Hearts game, um, ended up pulling up in training, and I think so did Davis. So Balligan returned in there. And like I said, I think I said a couple of times, Keith, um, when we've been doing the show, I, I really like Leon Balligan. I was delighted we signed him back. Um, just he's, I know he is a wee bit older, but just the calmness of him and the composure, um, of him in the defence. Plus, as well, it seems like Goldson just seems a bit more comfortable with him at the back as well. He doesn't seem to have to talk him through a game like he has to sometimes with other two. So I was delighted with that. In terms of you, Keith, what did you make of the team? With well, obviously a few surprises in there, but I was sort of quite happy with that team. Um, what did you think of it? Aye, similar. I mean, some changes were kind of enforced or whatever. Um was was delighted with Big Balligan. I'm the same. I've got a lot of time for the big man. Um, I, I think he, you know, uh, he's 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 where he, he's where he needs to be. I think he's he's going to be useful for us. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about his performance in the game and uh, subsequently, and even what the manager said about him in the game uh, and in the post match and stuff like that. So, um, good to see Balligan back. The rest, it's a couple of wee surprises, but I think this is going to be a, a theme. You know, the manager's talked about. He likes a wee bit of rotation to keep everybody fresh and keep everybody getting minutes and stuff like that. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised on any given day. It might be Yelmaz, it might be Borner, for example. It might be Cantwell, it might be it might be Scott Wright. You can never be surprised if any of these boys are getting chopped and changed. You know, it's not going to be, well, we won at the weekend, I'm, I'm going to stick with the team. No, that sort of uh, maybe more British loyalty type thing. More of yeah. a, well, you know, Wait, this guy needs in. This guy needs to. Maybe that. Maybe he's going to be more of a. Well, the tactics actually. You know, a bit of pace out wide is going to be better than 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 flair and creativity or whatever. I think we'll we'll see more rotation for various reasons. Um, which is, I guess, a wee bit more European than than, than British. So, got to be expected by a guy for Belgium. Yeah, yeah, and we, you know, obviously the the delay because of the. The team were staying in St Andrews. The team, the, the, there was a crash on the motorway going from the St Andrews to Dundee, which ended up delaying the kickoff. And then the flares happened, the pyro happened, which delayed the game even further because the fire alarm went off and they wanted the police to come out. And then you heard stuff like Dundee were actually wanting the game to be postponed or cancelled, which would have been an absolute nightmare considering all the fans went up there for it. But luckily enough, the game, the game did go ahead. And we were actually supposed to do the pod that night, but the time the game finished, it was what half ten back at eleven, and it was, you know, it was time for bed then <laughs> more right. than anything. But we started, you know, started really well. Early goal from from Ryan Jack, you know, goalie made a bit of a good ball in, goalie made a bit right. of a mess, and Jack was there to sort of slot it in. And then um, second half was just a total different story, you know, sort of played really well. Um, you know, Danilo getting a goal. Lammer scoring an absolute peach um, a goal would be fair to him but I think other than that he was fairly you know he wasn't I, I hate I feel like I'm constantly but you know digging him you know, I, I'm saying he scored a belter but I'm changing it a negative but I didn't feel like he'd done much other than score that goal which is I guess sometimes all we need the players to do um, Dessel's got a got a goal we assist a Glancy which was delightful you've seen all the social media going up in that about the referee hitting the ball off him uh, they hit the ball off the ref and Lammers, to be fair, put through a delightful ball for him and Dessers run through and slots it in. And then Tav gets the, the penalty. But overall, Keith, it was a really good performance, I thought, from Rangers, which could have been a really a really tricky game. Um, 
but yeah, I was I was really happy with the with the result and the way that we played. And you know, we seen like you know Dessler's coming on getting a goal. We seen Cantwell coming back in. Kiswentes start came on. Dill came on as well, and uh, Young McCausland as well getting a couple of minutes in there. I can see as the week before, so it was it was positive. Um, definitely wasn't. Like I said, I thought Big Balligan. Like I said, I know we spoke about he absolutely strolled the game and he set up the set up the goal with a run out the box. Um, really, really happy to see him come back in after being sort of disappearing. I don't think he's played since August. I think maybe it was one of the last times he played, and then after that, he's been out of the team. Um, I know he's not in the European squad or anything like that, but you know, having someone like him in there for the league games, I think is is absolutely vital. I I think um, if if you come away for the end and you go, my man in the match was Leon Balogun, Leon Balogun, you couldn't argue. Like he was definitely yeah. in in there. But I mentioned he was comfortable at the back, solid, reading the game, winning headers. You know, he was he was doing everything. For, for the left back and, and getting out and covering for Goldson at times, getting across. I, I thought he was he was really solid defensively, did everything. And then as you say, more than one occasion, you know, obviously the the, the goal uh, comes from from it. But he made a few, you know, where he just takes the ball past his the first man and charges up the field and, and causes a bit of problems and you know these sorts of things I suppose we'll come on to talk about. But one of the encouraging things that we're starting to see in the team is some themes, some patterns of play, and some variation in attacks, you know. And um, all it takes is someone to beat their man and be running at a defence, and then you know your your low block, your whatever, it's got a problem because you broke that first line. You've now got somebody coming at you at pace who can go by the next guy or who can pick a pass or whatever. Then everybody's moving off them, and all of a sudden. You know, it, it can it can totally change it. It's it's a good way of of breaking it. What you do is how how do you get space? Well, you go by your man, and then somebody else has got to come across, and that pulls somebody out of position. That's how you one of the main ways you can get you can get by a low block. So even just by busting out of the defence a couple of times, it gives us a whole other mode of attack. And how how often did he do that? And then he's through on you go by one more, and that's you in the last line. He's at the defenders like when he plays that pass or that goal, he's. 25, 30 yards for goal. You know, he's, he's very high up the pitch. He's no burst into, into their half and played it five yards in their half. He's right up on, no, no kicking ass off the edge of the box. So, um, I, good play from the big man. And, and in general, you know, I think Golson did it once or twice. Not, not quite as adept at it, but he did it. Um, and then if you get somebody like Lundstrom, he can just sit in his other centre half and, you know, and, and, and let the guy go. So you've got good cover there and it just helps. That rotation, if nothing else, where does Lundstrom's man go? Does he go with Lundstrom? Oh, shit, Balligan's by him. He's at a position, he's at a play. And again, there's space. So all these wee bits and bobs add up. And if you're drilling that and, and getting, you know, getting these patterns and vari- va- variation, you know, that's that's us going through the middle. Plenty of play out wide as well, I think, uh, on the day. Danilo played really, really well. He yep. should have had a hat trick at least, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> him and that goalie were having a, a personal war, I think, and, and he just seemed to be through on goal, five yards out, and he hits a goalie, and you're like, oh, we man, yep. so close to three. If he comes off the park with three or four, you couldn't have argued. He just missed quite a, f- a fair few chances, and Seema played really well, but again, he missed, a, he missed a sitter and had another, you know, had another couple of... Moments he's maybe just trying a wee bit too hard. He's he's dried up in goals 
the last few games, playing brilliant still, you know, arguably man in the match every game in the last few games, but his goals are drying up and I felt like he tried a wee bit too hard sometimes at, at Dundee, but I it was the scoreline flattered him, didn't it? If, if yeah. anything, a very good performance. It did, it did. But then you also think of the, the other side, you know, the, the other side of the pitch case as well, Butland, who really didn't have very much to do, but turns around and makes a couple of spectacular saves, you know, two, two in a row. Um, from the shot that sort of had a deflection, he saved it. And then he was right back up again to make. He, he saved the other one as well. So I think that's that. That's also a great. That that's a really good sign of a really good keeper as well, who's fairly quiet but stays focused. You know, you've seen it was at times we we Andy Gordon and Stefan Kloss back in the day when we were younger watching Rangers. You know, those guys didn't have much to do, but they were always there to make the vital save, keep concentrated and Aye. make that save. You know, it shows you it's a sign of a really good goalkeeper. And, Butland's been a fantastic signing for us um, as well. It's so like, that's... he's like having Alan McGregor when we first brought him back. You know, McGregor was very good at that 89 minutes, sitting his thumb up his arse and then pulls yeah. it a world day. Um, it, it feels like we've went back to, you know, obviously he's, he's more dominant. He comes out and claims the ball and all that sort of stuff. So a different, a different goalie, but in terms of confidence levels, it's like when McGregor came back, remember, and he was doing all those big performances away in Europe and coming yep. off the worldies and all that. Like it's like that again. This guy's gonna he's gonna be worth 10, 12, 15 points a season for us. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. like the, the performances he puts in. And and as you say, I mean that's it. I think that's two 0 isn't it? At that point, so if yeah. you score, it's two one, it's a it's a totally different game. There's half an hour left or whatever it would have been. I can't remember the exact sort of minute to these things, but it felt like it was in about that mark, you know. Yeah, you're it, right, it certainly it was. would have been game on. Um the crowd would have been up for it. And it's a test, you goals change games, so you just don't know how that's gonna go. And two really good saves. And I think not too long after we run up the park and I, I don't know if it's is that the Lammers World Day? It is, isn't it? He scores yeah, a third one, yeah. uh, and and that then that kills it. You know they're like, Ugh. even Sam Lammers is scoring. We should just get him. <laughs> that was a really good, really good way to get you know to end the game. And you know obviously, you know the guys who were up there fair play to them because I think most some of the stories I heard was some of them on the back to after one o'clock. You know, in the morning. so so fair play to them for going up there and sticking it out. So. I definitely it was it was a great result and great to you know great to come home with a really comfortable win which should have been which should have been more um which leads us on to you know again which leads us on to yesterday um semi final at Hamden again big opportunity for us um to get into a final there um so I the team lined up yesterday was um Butland. Tavernier, Goldson, Balligan keeping his place, and then Barisic to place in Ridvan. And then it was um, Lundstrom and Jack. And then Cantwell came in for right. Lammers and Simmer and Danilo up top as well. So, Keith, the game yesterday, it was, it was actually really, you know, in terms of going to, going to Hamden, it's one of the more nicer experiences I've had. I know we spoke about Hamden a lot and how much we really don't like going to it. It's, you know, it's a horrible place to get to. There's Nothing really about it, you know. It's just, it's just awful. But I was lucky enough to get on the local supporters bus beside me, um, who who run gate, who run the bus to Hamden, which was good. So, um, met the, the hall right next to me, couple of beers in it, over to the game, they hassle right in, um, yeah. and then just what I was, it was great, and then the same the way back as well. So, it was, it was, it was good, and obviously, you know, the team sort of building the confidence up in there. 
and I thought we were really comfortable. I don't think Hearts offered very much. Like I, like going back to the the first game, as soon as Hearts scored, I don't think they offered anything else up front. They didn't even try to, you know, they were sort of quite happy to try and sit back and hold on to this one 0 lead, which is a bit stupid when you're at home. To, when you're at home, to a sort of you know big team like us, but. I don't think Hearts offered anything in this game at all. You know, there wasn't any real clear-cut chances. Again, the, the passing was a bit off, I thought, in the first half um, as well. But the second half, we came out and just absolutely, you know, ran over them, I thought, um, as well. Really, really happy with the performance yesterday in terms of in terms of some of the players. I thought Tav was outstanding. Um, yesterday's defensive work, I thought, improved massively. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, as well, so I was really, I was delighted to see him putting away the goal and that free kick he put away was just exceptional, wasn't it? Um, you know, interesting to see Cantwell coming off at half time, Keith. I think that's something we probably should maybe have a chat about now. Um, obviously, he got that booking, which wasn't, I didn't think it was a booking, I thought it was ridiculously harsh from where I was sitting. I was sitting in the south stand upper, um, so I had a really good view of the pitch. Um, and I just thought it was I thought it was a pretty poor one. And I think he's gonna get targeted a wee bit for stuff like this. Can't really has already. You know, sort of first tackles are in for that, he's getting booked straight away for it. Um, which I thought was pretty poor from the referee. Um but yeah, it was interesting to see him coming off at half time. Because I thought he was having quite a good game, but obviously maybe the card done that and then Scott Wright comes on who loves Hamden and loves playing against Hearts there, didn't he? He he seems to, I I think um <clears throat> like you, I thought the first half we were comfortable, pretty decent, created some half decent stuff, but, but not really anything, you know, guilt edge, clear cut sort of thing. You know, their goalie has a couple of decent saves. Um the save from Cantwell yeah. at the near post. I mean, the technique to, to do what he does there is is different gravy, man. I, I, I don't know how many guys in our squad can can do that? It, it, it's unbelievably difficult to do what he does. Keep it down, get it when he gets it. It's you know you don't expect your goal to be beaten at the near post, so you, you expect your goal to save it. Still a good save, not a great save, still a good save. But his his technique just to you know get his body round and keep that under such control, man. That is that was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, all credit to him. Like you, I thought he was having a decent game, not amazing. I, I think it, it wide, he's a bit wasted, kind of Hadji esque for me. Um, I, I would have shifted him in and took off Lammers and put on right. Happy days, no no issues with that. But maybe the card was, you know, he wanted to get right on for a bit of pace and a, a bit of something different, you know, maybe sitting out a bit wider and trying to exploit the back three, back five, you know, the spaces is in behind the, the, the wing backs. Cantwell wasn't staying wide enough, I don't think, for him. So it makes sense. You you want to go wide because that's how you hurt back fives, back threes, you know, whatever. Um, so I think that was the tactical idea. And maybe he's went, well, Todd's on a yellow. He's, you know, maybe getting a bit annoyed that he's on a yellow and no happy with his position and he's easy to get a red. So maybe that was it. And it does make sense, I think. Um, yeah. like, like you're saying, you know, it's... <laughs> He does have a wee bit of a reputation for, for putting in a dirty tackle, Todd Cantwell, which I think, you know, he, he does put himself about. I don't necessarily think he's, uh, you know, he's, he's doing anything to hurt anybody, but he does he does like the physical side of the game. I, I think it's it's a bit unfair and I definitely agree. I, I don't think it was a, a yellow card worthy tackle, um, but hearts were going down. I felt like they were going down dead easy and winning a lot of stupid wee free kicks and they were, they were going down and squealing and liking a wee roll, similar to what I felt Prague were at. 
they definitely were, were going down easy and and winning a lot of stupid wee free kicks. It was annoying, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it was interesting, Keith, as well. Some of the some of the changes, you know, seeing Bonner come in. I don't know if that's maybe a look ahead to Thursday because obviously the advance. Um, not in the European squad for some stupid reason, but that's a that's another conversation. That's another Michael Beale masterclass, not only playing having one left back in there. Um, but you know, maybe I think maybe he might be looking towards that, getting Bonner some minutes in the legs before before Thursday. Um as well. That was interesting. What did you make of Bonner coming back in? I, I, I don't know. I think um it, it, maybe it was getting making sure he was fresh for, for Thursday. Also, you know, um last week Shanklin exploits the the height of or lack thereof of Yilmaz for for a yeah. good goal. Maybe he thinks that's going to happen. Uh, coincidentally, I, I think um, Balligan handled Shanklin no bother at all. As soon as Balligan goes off and Ben Davis comes on, we immediately look a little bit shakier. He uh, gives away an immediate free kick because Shanklin just outmuscles him. Um, he plays his part, obviously with a penalty. He, yeah. you know, all that sort of stuff. We didn't look as comfortable. And Shanklin looked like he felt belief anyway. Like I can, I can get change off this guy. Whereas Big Balligan had him in his pocket for the full game. Yeah. So I think there was maybe, maybe a bit of like you know, well at least we've got a bit more height and physicality there. And to be fair, I think Hearts did still try the same tactic. I think if you watch it back, you'll probably see Balligan and, and even Bonner winning winning the first share of headers. You know, so I think it was maybe more that than it was getting ready. But it won't hurt to make sure he's fresh for. Uh, for Prague, because as you say, we're going to need him regardless of, of how Yelmaz is feeling because he's not in the squad. Yeah, I noticed that, that particularly the first half they were targeting, they were targeting over that side because they had a yep. big, they had uh, Sibic playing sort of <clears throat> right wing back then, and he's a big boy. Um, so they were sort of targeting, you know, our left hand side. But Balligan, right. Balligan, I thought handled it well on Bonner. Yeah, fair play, he did, he did okay. But obviously, it took till what 50 odd minutes to get the to get the Tav penalty, which was a penalty, you know, I don't know what the goalies really, if I was a Hearts fan and I seen the goalie running out like that when there was no real danger, you know, he was sort of going the opposite way from the goal, I'd have been a bit annoyed, and then Tav runs up and slots that away perfectly, and then, you know, five minutes later, we're back on our feet again, celebrating from um, Scott Wright, who puts a, puts away, you know, nice bit of football from us as well, you know, um, winning the ball back in the middle of the park again after losing it, and you know, pass out, to, yeah, out to Danilo. Danilo stops it, sees right, nice wee through ball right on his path, and then he slots it away. Very similar, obviously, the opposite end, but quite similar to the goal he scored against Hearts. You know, the way the play was and the way they, he had it across the goal um, as well. And then that's that was that. I was, like I said, I was sitting in the, the south stand up yesterday, and I was sitting quite near the Hearts fans as soon as that goal went in. The place the Hearts Mountains are on left as well, which was quite peculiar considering you know there's still what 35 minutes to go in a game. Aye. Um, a, lot of them, a lot of them were away, and I don't know if that's sort of showing you the faith that they've got in Naismith to try and turn it around, but yeah, it, was, it wasn't happening. Rangers were on the ascendancy, and then just about the 65 minute mark, free kick at the edge of the box, which was a free kick. Scott Reid had pulled down, and then um, Tab puts that away right in the right in the postage stamp. What a strike! And the guy I was sitting next to, he said to me, "If he's going to hit this, he said to me, who's going to hit it?" And I went, "Well, Tab's going to hit it." You know, Bonner was standing <laughs> next to it, but it's, it's he's a bit like you know, it's my captain, my boss. Um, 
I mean, I, I said the guy said to me if it's going to go in, it needs to go in. It needs to be precise. And what a strike it was right in the top left, the goal with no chance. And that was that was a game over then. I think it was game over pretty much at two nothing, but um definitely game over then, wasn't it? Aye, aye, like you said, I think uh, the, the the quick double to go two 0 I think was was pretty much it. And then at three everybody knows that any any chance of, of any crazy comeback is gone, you know, there's there's no chance pretty much that they're gonna they're gonna do that. Even even at two I think, it, like you're saying, it's probably a bit, a bit harsh for the fans to leave just yet. But it's a, it's a mountain. It's a real yeah. mountain. I've got it too, um, as is reflected by the fact some of them left. And we, we can talk about Hearts, but on the day, I, I thought they were they were pretty toothless. They, you know, to to come and play a semi final with with that lack of adventure, I think I, I'd be pretty annoyed if I was a Hearts fan, to be honest. And yeah. I, I know that Naismith was, I think he was close to the sack not too long ago for, you know, hearing bits and bobs to some fans. I, I don't I don't know that much about Hearts, but I don't think they're, they're too happy with him. And certainly I can't imagine yesterday made them any happier and he comes out after it and he moans about, you know, the, the late call that went against him that VAR corrected. So he's moaning about, he's moaning they got the right call when the game was totally done anyway Do you, would it have mattered if they, they got the penalty or they got a red card they wouldn't, it didn't make jack shit a difference so you know he's 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 just getting bitter and trying to point fingers and it's deflecting which is fair enough yeah. that's part of his job is, is to try and take the heat off the players or whatever so he's going oh look at the ref it was 3-0 and you had a minute to go or something like that. Do you know what I mean? It was a consolation. So and they got it right. So let's just calm down and, and keep some realism here. But yeah. I think uh, as you say, the, the the goals from us were all quite good quality goals, some decent decent play. But I, I mean, even the even the first goal, all right, it's a it's a shocker of a header for the defender and hearts caused a few of their own problems. But it comes from us pressing higher up the pitch. Like the, the boy He's got this ball and, you know, he's 25 yards out from his own goal, facing his own goal. And he knows it's got rights right behind him, going to challenge for the header. So he's like, what do I do? He makes a bad call, he makes a bad header. But it's because we've got bodies higher up applying pressure. And when you do that, it, it adds up. You know, the whole thing in a press, isn't it? To go and take the ball off the goalkeeper or anything. It's you apply pressure to the goalie. So he rushes his pass to the centre half. Who's get who's under pressure? Who rushes his pass to the other centre half? Who's then under pressure? Who rushes his pass to the fullback? And then you go and nick it. It's the accumulation. It's the build up of pressure. That's that's why you press. And that's yeah. what we did there. You know, we we put them under a bit of pressure. And it's one or two or three hearts passes or whatever it is. And then this boy's in a wee bit of like shit. What the hell am I meant to do with this awkward ball in a bad position? And then he head he tries to head it back. And obviously Daniel nicks in. And I like you. The goalie just needs to. You know, just, just, I, okay, go down, but don't try to win the ball. Just go down to, as a block, like a defender would slide into tackle. And that way, you know, Danilo's not getting a, a tap in an empty net because you know Danilo's taking a heavy touch and he's probably going to run it out for a goal kick because he's expecting the contact. And that's exactly what he does. If the goalie just doesn't make the contact, Danilo toe pokes it out for a goal kick and nothing happens, you know. So the, the goalie doesn't need to do that for me, but I'm glad he did. Um, so yeah. that was, and then, like you say, second goal, good pressure. We win the ball. And then we go forward quickly. It's a good wee passage of play and a good finish. And then the third goal, definitely a free kick. Absolutely no doubt about it. Scott Wright's about to get a shot away and the guy knows it and pulls him back. It's a free kick and a yellow card all day. And then Tav 
literally built the wall. You know, he tells he tells yeah. you guys where <laughs> to go. No, no, no. This blade of grass right here, please. Um, and then you know they duck and it's a, a tremendous free kick. The thing with those close ones is you're not really getting it up and down. You need to do and Boyd was good for this. You need to just smash it really, and that's kind of what Tav does. All right, it's not quite a Chris Boyd, you know, just put the laces through it and it could go anywhere. Um, he places it, but it's the pace really that does it. You know, even if the goalie goes, he doesn't take that wee half step to his left and he, he's on he, to his right, sorry, and he's on that side, he still probably doesn't save it because by the time he can react with him ducking and, and the pace on it, it's by him. You know, it's yeah. just the pace that, that does the damage and the precision, to be fair. So very, very, very good uh, free kick. So I think the only thing I would say to call it about the game, and again, this is, you know, someone that are the two, the two boys, I think for me, that are, are really the last few games have, have been the shining lights. Danilo doesn't score, but he wins a penalty and gets an assist. And Seema doesn't score, but he gets in a few good positions. He probably could have. And he's certainly running ragged all day. You know, he's up, he's, he's defending back there. He's helping out uh, Borna a few, a few a few times, but he's, He's, he's exploiting the space and behind their, their wing-back. He gave their wing-back and their, their right-sided centre-half a bit of a torrid time. I think he gets the, the right centre-half uh, booked. I don't know if he gets the right wing-back booked, but he probably doesn't because he's, he's he's too far away from Seema. You know, he, he was running them all day and that was the blueprint for me as to why he goes and makes a sub at half-time because he's gone, this guy's tearing him up down that side. I'm not getting the same at the other I'll go and bring on Scott Wright, who can who can do the same or do similar with his pace, and you know, and, and stay a bit wider, and then we yeah. got all the joy for it. So I think lots of credit to Sima and Danilo again. I think they've been tremendous the last few games. Again, you could say man in the match performances uh, in the last few games, just not quite getting the numbers between them of goals. But I, I think that will come certainly for Danilo as he gets more games. Hopefully, he gets a bit sharper, and I'm sure Sima will find the net again once you know he just. Cam's doing a wee bit in front of goal, maybe he's trying a bit too hard, but I love the big man really taking yeah. to him as a as a lone player, the amount of effort he's putting in, even when we were shit, he was still going, going, going. Um I, I he's kept it, which is which is great. Yeah, I think it's just the, the contribution, Keith. You know, like I said, like you said there, they never got the goals, but they were they were part of everything, you know, they were involved in the game. They weren't they weren't hiding like 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 players like we've seen under the Bill regime who were hiding um in there as well. So they're totally different and you know the two of them are definitely fans favourites, definitely in there. And it was it was good to see, you know, the two of them getting the getting the applause and he obviously getting his song and stuff like that as well. But it was also <laughs> but like you said, Scott Wright, I thought Scott Wright was fantastic when he came on. He was looked really dangerous, really alive in there, which is great. Which I would just love to see a bit more consistency from him. Because I was saying to my brother how good he was when we were coming back to the game, and then you're like, you know, probably starting Thursday and he'll be shy. You know, that's just the way he Aye. is. But maybe under this new management, you know, the thing I like about Clement Keith is when, see, when the players get taken off, you know, a substitution, he gives them just a wee arm round them and just sort of says, obviously, he's talking to them, but, you know, it seems like he's just giving them that wee word of encouragement, that wee, wee bit of man management is something that I've not seen for a long time, many Rangers manager, you know when a player comes off other than when they've had a great game but even when some of the boys who haven't had good games are coming off he's got his arm around them and he's talking to them you know that's something that we haven't seen for a long time which was which is great to see and another one obviously is the returning Tom Lawrence which was nice to see you know he got a bit of a cameo and he looked obviously he did look a wee bit rusty but he looked um, dangerous and it was good to see him back as well so hopefully he'll be I imagine he'll be on the bench again on Thursday night as well but it's good to see 
you know, these guys coming back in and the squad getting a bit more healthier, which is what we what we desperately need um, as well. So overall, another good day at the office, really, really happy. And it seems like there's just these gradual signs of improvement every week, isn't there, Keith? You know, we're getting stronger. You know, they're sort of believing in the manager as well. It's just, it's really refreshing to see. Aye, I think I think that's it. You know, there's there's a, a I think one of the key words for me is is belief. Whatever the manager's doing, that they believe in him, and that is helping them believe in themselves or what they're doing because what he's asking them to do resonates. He's explaining it well. Whatever it is that's that's different, it could be all of the above. They believe in him. They believe in the message, the story he's trying to tell, as, as he keeps saying. Um, and I think that. You're seeing that on the park, you know, they, they, they are playing like it, like they believe, it's starting to really show. Um, and that, that brings with it a bit of confidence, which can be self-fulfilling, right? You know, you see it how, how often in the past it's taken us to go 2-0 up before you see it. But once you do, you then start one-touch football. You start taking shots and trying things that you wouldn't do when your confidence is down. And lo and behold... You're a good football player because you're at Rangers and some of it comes off and that helps you feel even more confident and the belief the belief builds, you know. So, same, same as the other way about when you get into the habit of a safe side the ways passing and you underhit it because you're not focused because you're too scared. It, it goes both ways, you know. So I think he's he's turned that around and we're starting yeah. to see some belief which will get a lot more at the players. And he, he does have that modern European manager thing of being a bit of a football alien, I would call it. You know, I, I, not in the same... He doesn't, he's not shown or proven he's of the same level, but when you think about guys like Pep and Tuchel and all that, these guys are they're not from, they're from a football planet that is in the earth. You know, they just live and breathe it so much. And that's... For me, when you watch Clement and you see the players coming off and he's putting an arm around them and, and doing that thing, and even yesterday after the game, I don't know if you noticed, it, it was obvious on the telly, but you, you might, not, might have missed it in the stadium if you were leaving or whatever, but he comes on and he quite quickly goes over to Dessels and he's getting him into trouble. He's saying, no, I need you here when you're pressing. You need to be on the same side as the ball. You're starting too far away, you lazy dick. You need yeah. to move over. He's he's going and he's, he's coaching him with a bit of aggression. After the full-time whistle, after we've won, after he's shaking hands with the manager and celebrated and that, he's on and he's, you know what I mean? He, he, all, all the time, switched on all the time, doesn't he miss anything, catches it all and lets you know directly, good, bad and indifferent. He's giving them all feedback. This is what you've done really well today, big man. And this is what I need from more from you the next time. Right? Well done. Go sit down. That's yeah. the message I bet he's giving them positives and negatives. He's giving them everything. I noticed that during the game with Dessels when he came on and you know he he was I think a ball went through and he was sort of too slow to try and catch on it. He was going bonkers at him. And then when the stop of the play, I think there was a stop of play for a free kick or something like that, he was sort of he was, he was going tonto at him and you could tell he was giving him that feedback, you know, I need you to, like you said, I need you to do this, I need you to do that and he's, you know, he's sort of man-managing them well on the park which is good to see rather than just letting him run about like a, you know, like a headless chicken which was what he looked like for a, for a long time there but yeah, it's, it was really good, like I said, three really good, three really, really good results, Keith, um, in there as well and then again, it comes sticking fast because we'll get Thursday night at Ibrooks against Prague, and then we're away to Livy um, on Sunday, which thankfully I've been able to get a ticket for through through Rangers. First away ticket applied for every game this season. This is the first one I've got. Wow. So, 
Aye, I hope that Rangers, I hope Livy don't ever get relegated because this is pretty much the only tickets, away tickets I get. Because <laughs> um, he gets free stands, didn't he? Yep, yep, them, and you usually get a Kelly or some Johnston in there as well. So um, hopefully, I hopefully they don't go, hopefully they never ever get relegated um, so we can go to a couple of away games. But Thursday night shaping up to be a good game, bit of confidence back in his. Um, as well, we win, win the next two games in the Europa League or two next home games, pretty much guaranteed. You know, we're pretty much guaranteed to go through after that, which will be good. Aye. And then back on your league duty again after that, which is which is all important. But there is quite a lot of big games coming up. You know, I think the week after that, we've got Aberdeen away again, which is going to be a hard game, as always, as it is with them. So, I shaking up thick and fast, but I'm, you know, the confidence is coming back, and I think it's coming back in the fans. But in Sort of enjoying going back to Ibrooks again rather than being that whole oh, fuck we'll get put at home this weekend, you know. Sort of thing. It's enjoyable to go back and see them playing playing football again under, you know, sort of the right manager who's sort of playing this attractive sort of attacking football, isn't it? It's a total breath of fresh air. It is it is it's it's heading in the right direction. Um I'm trying not to get too excited too early, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely heading in the right direction. I think Thursday will be a real test. This is a good side um, with injuries and our, our squad restrictions. It, it's not going to be that easy to get to, to get three points, you know, but I think if we, we, we absolutely can. And if, as you say, go and win the next two games at home in the group, which are very winnable and you're guaranteed to go through. Or you maybe all you need is a, a draw um, and... And Betis, and you're you're top in the group, you know. Yeah. Um. So that, that would, you know, that that gives us all to play for. But it'll be a tough, it'll be a tough one. I think the real test for for the manager now is proven that he can get something out of the players. What I'm really looking, well, I'm not really looking forward to. But what's going to be really interesting is when we do have a slip up, how they respond. Because in the past, typically these players have shown good spells, but they've also shown that. Uh, you know, they, they quickly let the heads drop and, and, yeah. and it can be a problem. And he mentioned that. He says, it's all right celebrating now, but we're in a good moment. There'll be tough times and I need to see how they bounce back for that. And that's where this group of players um, has let ma- repeatedly let managers down over the last few seasons. So it'll be interesting to see how he responds to that. And, you know, Thursday will be a tough game, so you just never know. But looking forward to it, looking forward to going. And it's it's just, it's better, you know, better to be going to Ibrox happy and certainly coming away for Hamden happy because that, that hasn't happened very no. very often recently. So more of that, yeah. please. Yes, definitely, mate. So that's a really good place to good place to call it. Me and Keith will be back next week to discuss the, the Prague game and the Livy game. But until then, everybody, enjoy your week. Um, enjoy, you know, watching the Bears and I hope your team wins very much. Uh, Keith, as always, Pleasure to talk to you, mate. Always brilliant. So thanks very much, buddy. Hi, right, cheers, mate. Been good. Uh, I hope your team wins on Thursday. Looking forward to it. Yes, me too, mate. Until then, guys, have a good week and we'll be back soon. Cheers now. Cheers.